Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, and life in a northern town. You'll find show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. You can leave a comment. You can sign up for my patron site. You can purchase a virtual cup of coffee or even sign up for the newsletter. Come back weekly and we'll chat. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. Good morning. Uh, after listening to your podcast today, I just wanted to let you know that um, I am so sorry for the loss of your dear friend, but I applaud you for sharing her creativity and her kindness and uh, for keeping in perspective um, what life is about and that you celebrate all the wonderful things that she shared with you and your life. I enjoyed your podcast and keep up the good work. I always look forward to uh, hearing what's going on at the point of parallel. Thank you. Hello, and here we are. The day before Valentine's Day is when I'm recording this. And I can't believe that we're halfway through the month of February already. Blinking of an eye, and here it is. Wow. Northern Michigan has been a whirlwind of weather. It was warmer, warmer than normal, cloudier than normal. Then all of a sudden we got three, four weekends in a row where we got 10 inches of snow and then it warmed up and it got sunny for a couple days this week. And then last night it got terribly cold, windy, couple inches of snow. Now the sun is out and it is a total of five degrees at noon. Now this is only going to last a couple days and it's supposed to warm up a little bit and then we'll probably get more snow. You know, I'll be saying that more snow until probably April. We usually have one or two April, what are they called? Blizzards. There we go. And then um, it's done. So hopefully we are on the downhill slide as we call it to spring. And all of that has impacted my energy. When I get home from work and it's dark and it's freezing cold, sometimes I just sit under my quilt and I work on my hand piecing project, which is my hexagons. Row number two is nearly finished and uh, <laughs> it's going to take me so long, but I love the cherry wood solid colors and it is representing um, one week of high temperatures last year and you know blue was the cold days and there's lots of blue on the quilts <laughs> lots of blue so overall I've been doing a lot of just chilling in the evenings you know relaxing from a busy work day and I have found myself engaged in a couple of new th shows um, my Oak Island is wrapping up for the season, but I really enjoy Expedition Unknown. That's a show with Josh Gates, and they usually talk about historical sites, and they're looking for things, trying to solve little mysteries, and just, I really like it. So the first show I watched of the season was they were looking for a ship, no, they were looking for an airplane, 
an airplane that went down in Lake Michigan. So anything about Michigan always makes me um, perk my ears up. And the plane has been lost since the 50s. And I think it'll be very cool if they can actually find it. And I'm not going to spoil the show for you, but it was it was good. I like that kind of nice, slow-paced show that allows you to really get into the story. But Netflix, um, I actually found something to watch, which is so hard. I cannot navigate the Netflix um, finding things. I have to, what do they call it, search categories. And I go through it and I just look and look and look. And then I get frustrated. If I got to spend 45 minutes looking for something to watch and I don't want to watch it. But up popped an interesting show. And I thought, hmm, that might be something. I'd be interested, probably not my husband. And then... A friend of mine invited me to a private group about kindness and the Kindness Diaries author is Leon Logothetis. And if I'm mispronouncing that, forgive me, Leon. But he has a show on Netflix called The Kindness Diaries and the book that he just wrote is called Go Be Kind. So I downloaded an ebook. Now, Go Be Kind is great. It doesn't have a ton of words in it. It's got like interactive journal pages and where you can draw things and write things out. It's a lot of a thinking book about kindness and what you can do to make yourself more kind. It says, Go Be Kind, 28 and a half adventures guaranteed to make you happier really, really enjoyed this book. It really speaks to me and his show is a 30 minute show where he's taking a trip in a 1970s yellow beetle, Volkswagen beetle, and he's driving from the northern parts of Alaska down through Canada, America, and his plan is to end his trip in Argentina. This is the second season. I haven't watched the first season, but um, the second season is great. He's looking for people to be kind to him. He has no food, no lodging, and he is relying on the kindness of strangers. And he has this theory that the more we are kind, the more kindness will ripple. I agree with that. And he also says that connecting with people will help us become more happy and it will also combat some of the modern day problems of loneliness and isolation just by connecting with people. Now this is not a book about random acts of kindness. It's about more than that. Um, So I've read the first couple of exercises and haven't really quite done them yet and I've watched the first four or five episodes of the show. It's great. They go hand in hand. I'm probably not going to read the kindness diaries but maybe someday I will if it's available at the library. Um, I'm just enchanted by it. I think it is so cool and, you know, makes me want to grab a little, little box of Kleenex and have it by the end of your show because it's, it makes you cry with happiness and it just kind of restores your faith in humanity and that there is kindness still left in this world that maybe we just need to practice it. So I'm really digging that show and I'm really enjoying the book. It's a new book. Um, so you may have to download it or buy it at your local bookstore. What's else have I been doing? I watched a TED Talk um, 
um, being an introvert, and I really, really like that. Um, I'm reading the book. It's called Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking by Susan Cain. Now, this book is a little bit more difficult to read because it's got a lot of words in it and it's a lot of examples so far. And um, we'll see where the book goes on how really the upshot I'm getting is about how we all need to accept each other and diversity is a good thing. And that trying to make everybody um, be conformed to one mold of extroversion is not effective, even though it is worshipped by our culture, especially. I think it's um, pretty high on lots of other cultures, but especially in American culture. So it's been a very interesting read on how we got to this place of um, extroverts being um, honored and lauded and being the example that everyone wants to achieve, except the introverts really don't want to. (laughs) So that's been an interesting read. And if you um, don't know me real well, or haven't listened to the podcast very long. Um, I am one of the most introverted females you'll ever meet. I like talking about things I'm passionate about. I don't mind public speaking. Doesn't mean I'm shy, but it doesn't mean that I will sit and yammer your ear off. I'm not always good at small talk, um, but I like talking about important and deep things. Um, I do tend to observe what's going on in the world a lot and then contribute when I feel it's important. So out of all of this, we've been talking about it. So my husband took a test and of course I came up at 97% introverted and the, the whole test almost nearly broke because it says there are not that many people who are female who are 97% introverted and he is 70% introverted. So I always thought he was like this big extrovert, but then he likes to spend a lot of time, um, he likes to be, go out in the woods and, and be quiet. So I knew he had an introverted part of himself, but he's not that far off of <laughs> being a complete introvert. So you can imagine what two introverts do on long winter weekends. Um, not a whole lot of talking, but it's our 34th. Oh my goodness. 34th wedding anniversary this weekend. And for Valentine's Day, um, he gets to go to the hospital and have some tests on his heart. Isn't that so romantic? Um, I'm not expecting things to be um, scary or bad, but you know, kind of the usual things that you got to get checked as you get older. And the other part of the whole thing is um, we don't have any plans for this weekend because a lot of unexpected things came up. So we have a big long weekend always. Our anniversary falls on President's Day weekend because when we were younger, he was in the military and we were engaged and we were planning on getting married in June, but they wouldn't move me to his, his first base, which was in New Mexico, without me being married to him for at least 90 days. Uh, so we bumped up the date. Everybody thought I was pregnant, which was not true. Uh, just needed to have the government move me 2,000 miles from home. And we had a wedding over President's Day weekend. And then he went back into uh, his base out west. And um, yeah, that was the beginning of our 
34 years together. And it's been a great 34 years, best of times. No way I'd want to go through the worst of times uh, with anybody else. So we're looking forward to this weekend, but it might be uh, kind of quiet and um, maybe involving our usual weekend of, of Buffalo Wild Wings and a beer. Who knows? Um, we'll find out Saturday night um, once all of the things that we need to do on Saturday is over with and then um, make some plans. I'm supposed to hold quilt group next week on Tuesday, so I was thinking I'd have time to clean up the house before quilt group, but everybody's canceling on quilt group because of um, warm weather trips and bad weather and sickness. So we'll play that by ear. Um, but yeah, I got to figure out what to serve. I think I'm doing the meat and cheese trade. I'm going to buy a little bottle of wine in case we have it. And I've got so much beer. Man, oh, I got to get rid of this beer before it goes bad. Everybody gave us a six pack of beer all summer last year. And at some point I didn't realize we had this much. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to get rid of all of this beer because we don't tend to just sit at home and drink beer. You have one drink socially when you're out in public, right? <laughs> so anyway, that's my story. I have beer, but the quote group people, the ladies, they drink wine. I can't drink wine anymore. It gives me a headache. So anyway, that's our big plans for our 34th anniversary. Maybe next year on the 35th anniversary, we'll do something way more special and exciting. But in the meantime, we are planning a weekend at home. Because the other problem is mid-February, there's usually bad, bad weather when when we get married, got married, it was bad. And when we plan an anniversary trip, it got really bad every year. Or everyone had the flu. And so what's the point, right? <laughs> we usually do a really big celebration more. Um, my birthday usually falls around Memorial Day weekend and the weather's good. So we usually spend a whole weekend away and we kind of celebrate more uh, our anniversary and my birthday all in one big thing. And there's usually big Highland games we go to. So that's always fun. So what have I been working on? Well, I told you I continue to work, you know, 15 minutes a day on my hexagons. I'm still working 15 minutes a day on my knitted cowl. I have, um, you know, made a few rows progression uh, every week. But, you know, it's kind of coming along at a snail's pace, I have to say. Um, a couple times a week, I'm working on this art journal. Um, actually putting it together and I'm spending the other days brainstorming what I would like to do on my art journal page. I just really enjoy the freedom and creativity that this art journal is bringing me and discovering all the junk I have in my house that I've saved for crafty and creative things that I should have thrown away. But then I'm like, wow, I saved it. This will be great for an art journal. It's really more making collages so far. And this weekend, I want to watercolor wash some pages. I haven't done that yet to try doing more Zentangle. But I found a few things that reminded me of President's Day. And so I may work on that this weekend. Hopefully, I'll have plenty of time. I have also started to sew the pieces together for the Improv Triangle Sew Along with Nick Ball, who 
is Quilts from the Attic on Instagram, and he just wrote a book called Inspiring Improv. I am a longtime fan of his work, and if you are an improv fan or want to learn, he has highlights on his Instagram page to show you how to do the triangle improv sew along, and you can jump right in. Um, really, the whole thing is to try to get a wall hanging size done by the end of the month, and mine will probably be a little bit larger wall hanging and I'm really loving his method of sewing together the triangles and this week we're just sewing the pieces we're not squaring them up we're not doing anything like that and so I'm looking forward to um, piecing them together laying them out getting the backgrounds all sorted and overall that's really what I've been doing for the week. Um, it hasn't been a crazy amount of creative stuff. Work has been crazy busy after a lull of it being slow. And I've been working on, you know, helping my boss write up some trainings and seeing people and all the things that I do. I had an interesting thing happen over the last week and I um, had an interview for a job somewhere else. Um, I didn't get the job, which is fine with me, but it was interesting because I've worked for the same place for 20 years. And I was like tripping, um, talking about my work uh, history because it was it's 20 years at the same place. How do you summarize your work history of 20 years in one place without sounding boring? <laughs> and quite honestly, it's hard to summarize what I do at work, to be honest. But I'm glad that I didn't get the job because I like what I'm doing currently and I get a lot of time off and a lot of vacation time because I've been there for 20 years and I'm actually probably on track for a relatively early retirement if I stay put. So that's where what I'm doing. But of course, there's always reimbursement changes. There's always rule changes with the state and um, the different types of work that we do. So, you know, ride this out. We'll see what happens. But overall, it was a very weird and surreal experience with um, interviewing because I have not had a job interview in 20 years. And the last job uh, interview for where I'm working now was relatively informal because I went from one hospital inpatient setting to an outpatient setting just down the hall. And I knew everybody um, because we worked together and I was on one side of the doors in the hospital setting and the outpatient clinic was on the other side of the door. So it wasn't really that big of a transition. So basically, I have known the people I'm working with for 25 years or so. And the big funny thing is I've, I've worked there so long that all the people I used to know um, when I first started have retired. And it's finally happened where I'm the old person in the office and my boss and one of my bosses, I have many bosses when you work for a nonprofit public <laughs> entity. Um, she's way younger than me. All the new people are way younger than me. And I am shocked that they're you know, like my kid's age. And you're like, how did this happen so fast? I knew it would happen someday, but I didn't expect it to happen this fast. So the whole process I found surreal. The questions in modern day interviewing um, are kind of fascinating, to be quite honest. So if you have any experiences about modern day interviewing, um, let me know. I know my kids have had modern day interviewing because they're 
out of college and <clears throat> looking for jobs, got jobs, interviewing for jobs, looking for that career path, you know. So they were telling me about some of the questions, but I <laughs> didn't expect it. Um, they weren't like super weird, but you know, weird enough. Um, yeah, it's all about selling yourself, isn't it? And it's like uh, pulling on all the extroverted qualities that you may have, which I don't. And um, But that's okay. It worked out very, very well. So I want to talk about what is super big and exciting that I've been working on for about a year. It is the premium podcast. Premium means it will be a podcast you can purchase on Monday, President's Day. It'll be $8 and I titled it Zen and the Art of Creativity. It's a great podcast that could be used for anybody if you want to learn how to use crafting and creativity for your best health benefits and to find the Zen. Zen means calm, creative flow and achieving less anxiety and stress in your life. I really, really do feel that crafting is all part of achieving that balance in a hurried and chaotic world. It can be so chaotic at times. And it's been chaotic around here for several weeks um, in, in a good way and busy. And so I find that it's also very helpful in keeping the brain sharp. I talk about um, some research that I did and how to set yourself up for success and not being frustrated in creativity and how you can really use the moments of creating to your best benefits. I worked on a handout and I have included some links and different um, timestamps. It's an hour and a half long. So you'll have time to stop and come back and you'll know where the different sections are. And I'm really looking forward for it to be launched and I'm hoping that you find it helpful and it will help you to be more creative, more zen, and calm in our hurried, hurried world. Now, a really good companion piece, if you want to purchase workbooks, is um, my daughter-in-law, Renee, of With Mind and Heart. She wrote a bundle of two mental health workbooks. One is on mental health and uh, coping, and the other is an anxiety workbook, and she's launching tomorrow on Valentine's Day, a workbook on self-care, self-love. And now I'm super excited because she, she doesn't tell me these things. I read about it on the internet and on Instagram and I get super excited. Then I find out she's also doing a, a workbook on organizing your life that will be coming out in the future, March 16th. And then she has a uh, she's very, very good at growing succulents. And it looks like in April, she has a how to keep your succulents alive. She has beautiful watercolor looking um, paintings and drawings and hand lettering. Uh, they're beautiful workbooks that you can digitally download from her Etsy shop. But go to with mind and heart one word uh, or Renee Holloway on Instagram and you will find her and in her bio or her profile, you'll find a link to all of the things. So 
it's just so funny how we've been working on the same thing unbeknownst to each other. And I'm like, whoa, you've got a workbook that would be a really good companion piece. And I'm so looking forward to how to take care of succulents because I tend to, um, I think I overwater them and fuss about them too much. And um, always working on organizing my life. I need, um, I need a nice little workbook for that. I still like the fly lady system, but the one thing about the fly lady system is that it's ultra uber organized with lots and lots of ideas. And that can get me flipped onto the OCD part of a brain saying, no, everything isn't perfectly in place. And then I need to get rid of everything in the house and da, 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 da. I get wound up with it. I love the sneak peek of the cover she has for organize your life. So it's going to be some good, good stuff. So that about wraps it for today. And I just wanted you to know that I do appreciate you. I appreciate your support. I appreciate the comments that I get, the emails that I get for those who don't want to leave a public comment. Thank you, Anne. And I want to say thank you to my patrons. It's growing. I'm still working on how to get a, um, where and how to get a patron community together online. So I appreciate all of you who support me there. And I will be working on another uh, patron podcast um, beginning of March. The other thing that you can do to support the podcast is if you don't want to join the monthly pledge for the patron, you can go to my Etsy shop or find it through um, the blog, which is mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. And you can buy me a virtual cup of coffee. And I want to say thank you to those who are purchasing me a cup of coffee because it really, really does help this podcast and keeping up with all of the expenses and technology. So thank you. Thank you very much for your support. And don't forget, if you want to leave a audio voicemail comment, you certainly can do that. If maybe writing me a comment or an email is not going to work for you because you're on the go, but you can grab your phone, you can leave me a voicemail comment. And it is at 231-577-6681. And you can leave me a little snippet of a voicemail. You can ask a question. You can make a comment about the podcast. Anything um, that is my creative corner three, you can leave on that voicemail. Uh, once again, it's area code 231 577-6681. And maybe I will feature your voicemail on the podcast this week. And next is a little clip of one of the voicemails I got this week. I want to say thank you to Angel and Marsha for leaving me a voicemail comment. I appreciate that so much. Your words are very kind and I am so thankful for my listeners. So everybody have a most wonderful week. Be creative. We are looking for the Zen in every day and quilt on everyone.